This is the Hasidic Story Project with Barack Holman, podcasting from Jerusalem, Israel. This podcast is sponsored by listeners just like you. To become a supporter of this podcast, please go to HasidicStory.com. H-A-S-I-D-I-C Story.com. You'll never know. You'll never know. You'll never know. You'll never know. Reb Mayer, the great-grandfather, of Reb Hillel of Paruch, had a dear friend named David that he studied with when they were young boys. And the two of them studied all the way up until they got married. And then they were supported by their wealthy father-in-laws, as was the custom back then. They continued learning even after they were married. And after some years, one day, Reb David disappeared. Rumors were that he had been kidnapped by what was called the sect, which was the Hasidim of the Baal Shem Tov back then. They were considered outcasts, and if somebody had gone from being a great Torah scholar in a wealthy home to becoming a chassid of the Baal Shem Tov, it was a disgrace back then. And when Reb David's wealthy father-in-law found out that his son-in-law had left to become a chassid of the Baal Shem Tov, he went to his daughter and he pleaded with her to convince her husband to leave this crazy idea of being a chassid. But the daughter knew that her husband was a great tzaddik and a holy man, and she told her father, I'm sorry, father, but... I'm not leaving him, and I'm not convincing him to leave the Baal Shem Tov either. And the father said, if that's the case, then I'm disowning you, and I'm not supporting you anymore. And even though she had never lived in poverty her whole life, Reb David's wife accepted her fate and tried to accept her troubles and afflictions with joy. One day, two people showed up in a wagon, and they said to her, we're taking you and your children. She said, really, what's going on here? They said, your husband has been made the rabbi of Nikolaev. And so she packed up everything and went to join her husband in Nikolaev, where he was the new rabbi. In the meantime, Reb Meir's father-in-law passed away and left him the business. And now he was spending half of his time learning Torah and the other half working in the business. And it happened that one day he was traveling far away to a fair to buy merchandise in a far-off city. And he was staying at a kosher inn. And he saw there was a group of people that were very excited. And he said to them, What's going on? Why are you guys so happy? They said, You don't know? Reb David of Nikolaev is here. And he said to himself, Wow, my old friend Reb David, he's staying here in the inn. So he said to the people there, Where is he? Where's his room? They pointed to his room. They said, But the Rebbe is davening. Don't bother the Rebbe. But he went straight upstairs, knocked on the door, and as soon as Reb David says, old friend Reb Mayer, they gave each other a huge hug. Ah! Pat each other in the back. So great to see you, my friend. And you too. Shalom Aleichem. They're so happy to see one another. So Reb Mayer says to Reb David, tell me, my sweetest friend, it's been so many years, and you just disappeared on me. What made you go see the Baal Shem Tov? And Reb David told Reb Meir, he said, you know, I'm sure you remember back in those days we used to learn together. And we learned day and night. And we came to the conclusion that even though we were learning all the time, we didn't feel like we were really learning Torah for its own sake. We were learning it for our own intellectual satisfaction. And I heard that the Hasidim of the Baal Shem Tov knew how to learn Torah truly for its own sake. And so I had to go see what they were doing. And Reb Meir said to Reb David, but my friend, you left me. You didn't even tell me you were going. And Reb David said, I was afraid that if I told you, 
you might convince me not to go, and then neither of us would go. So Reb Meir said to Reb David, tell me one more question, please. Okay, so now I know why you went to the Baal Shem Tov, and why you didn't tell me about it. But what made you stay by the Baal Shem Tov? What's so special with the Baal Shem Tov? And so Reb David told his old friend Reb Meir, when I first came to the Baal Shem Tov, I didn't find what I was looking for. And I said to myself, I'm going to go back home. What do I need this for? I upset my father-in-law. It's putting pressure on my wife. And I told the Hasidim, you know, it's very nice here in Mejibuz, but not what I'm looking for. And the Hasidim told me, please, you have to stay until Friday night, Erev Shabbos, and be in the presence of the Baal Shem Tov. And you'll see when he says Shira Shirim, the song of songs, they promised me I would find what I was looking for. And so I made sure to be by the Baal Shem Tov, and I heard him saying Shira Shirim. And I'm sure that in the supernal worlds, there was a big ruckus, but wasn't what I was looking for. And the Hasidim said to me, no, 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 did you find what you're looking for? I told them, no, it's not what I'm looking for. So they said, stick around, because when the Rebbe has a yard site for one of his parents, he walks up and down in his room all night long, reciting all of the Mishnayot by heart. And so I made sure to be right in the Rebbe's room. I hid in the closet, and I heard the Rebbe all night reciting Mishnayis, but it wasn't what I was looking for. And the Hasidim told me that if I waited the next day, all day long the Baal Shem Tov fasted, and then that night he made a special meal for all the elder Hasidim, and they shared the deepest secrets of Kabbalah. And if I was at that meal, they guaranteed me that I would find what I was looking for, because it's impossible that he wouldn't draw out my neshama, my soul, from the deepest, darkest places. But they warned me, everyone who goes to that meal and isn't prepared, they fall asleep at the meal. So you make sure that you get a lot of sleep and you don't fall asleep because if you do, you might blow it. At the meal, the Baal Shem Tov was sitting at the head of the table. All the Hasidim were around him and he started explaining the Kabbalistic meditations behind dipping in the mikvah. And one of the Hasidim said, Rebbe, doesn't the Holy Ari of blessed memory explain these meditations differently? And the Baal Shem Tov leaned his head back. His face, which had been red like a fiery flame, suddenly turned white. And then his eyes opened wide, and he looked like somebody who, chas v'shalom, might be dying at that moment. And Reb David is telling the story to Reb Meir, and he said, and at that moment, I couldn't help myself. I fell asleep on the table. Even though I had taken a long nap and slept the night and drank four cups of coffee before the meal, as soon as the Baal Shem Tov did that, I fell asleep and I couldn't help myself. As soon as I closed my eyes, I was transported to a city far from here, and I saw that people were running in one direction. So I went to one of them and I said, What's going on? Why is everybody so excited? This guy said to me, You don't know? The Heilige Holy Baal Shem Tov is here! So I ran with them until we came to this big, beautiful building. And there was a long hallway till we got inside. And inside there were two chairs. And I asked somebody, okay, one chair is for the Baal Shem Tov. Who's the other chair for? And he told me, it's for the Arizal. It's for the Holy Ari. Now the Ari passed away in 1572. And the Baal Shem Tov in 1760. So they were 200 years apart. So Reb David said, I got as close as I could to the Baal Shem Tov's chair. And as soon as I reached there, he started talking about the Kabbalistic meditations of dipping in the mikvah. And when he finished, the Ari asked him several questions 
each of which the Baal Shem Tov answered, until it was clear that the Ari accepted the Baal Shem Tov's explanation. At that point I woke up, and I saw that I was sitting at the Baal Shem Tov's table with all the Hasinim. And the color was returning to his face, and it was becoming fiery red again. And he started giving over his discourse, his drasha, and the meditations of the mikveh. And again, that same chassid said to him, Rebbe, doesn't the Ari of blessed memory explain these meditations differently? And then the Baal Shem Tov turned to me, and he said, David, stand up and tell everyone what you saw. And at that moment, the Baal Shem Tov captured my soul. When Reb Meir heard these words from his old friend Reb David, he sent his assistant back home with all the merchandise and went straight from the fair with his friend Reb David to see the Heide Gebal Shem Tov. And within a few years, Reb Meir had become one of the closest Hasidim of the Heide Baal Shem Tov. <laughs> Mama.